Hey, welcome to the Hell Has an Exit podcast. I'm your host, Brian Alzate. This show is not affiliated with any specific 12-step program. If you or a loved one is struggling with an addiction, please find a local 12-step meeting. If you believe you may need detox or drug treatment of any kind, please call 833-999-1877 to speak to a specialist. The show is sponsored by United Recovery Project, a state-of-the-art drug and alcohol rehab facility. You can visit our website at unitedrecoveryproject.com. Hey guys, welcome to Hell Has an Exit. I'm your host, Brian Alzate. This show is sponsored by United Recovery Project. If you guys are struggling, please reach out to the 1-800 number before the show, or you could just go to the website, unitedrecoveryproject.com. If you or someone is struggling, you can also send them this via text message or however you want to do it. Like and subscribe. We are full audio and video. So if you guys want to listen to us, you could go on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever they have podcasts. And if you want to watch us, you could go on YouTube. So today I have my boy Gary P in the building. Gary P is coming up on 10 years clean. You're from Pennsylvania? Jersey. Jersey, okay. So, I like Pennsylvania, though. You like Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania is probably my favorite state. Really? Yeah, and Colorado. Why? You I don't know see, anyone in that. You ever seen that city? show Banshee? Mm-mm. It's like a Stars original. It's Amazon Prime, but it's like based in Pennsylvania. And I did live in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. And it's gotcha. got like this old architecture. It's got like a real like, I don't know, like you've made it vibe. Yeah? Yeah, it's weird. I can't explain it. What's it feel like coming up on 10 years? Oh, man, it's been a ride, dude. I mean, like, just feels like, I don't know, I just haven't used in a while. Like, yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. I remember when they were kicking me out of treatment. <laughs> you got kicked out? Yeah, I got kicked out. For bro. what? Letting air out of the van tires and, like. <laughs> Shut the <laughs> yeah, fuck up. Yeah, we were letting air. Cause we Why? Were, all right, so we were in the day treatments, like, phase, right? And, yeah. like, if we let the air out of the van tire, they, like, couldn't take us to programming. <laughs> Right, so we did it that night, and like we threw exit houses. And, like, what? Yeah, like we set the fire extinguisher off on this kid, and um, <laughs> they like caught us Who coming thought back. to let the air out? This kid Scott, dude. I urinated. I lit. I literally lit urinated. Wait, what? I was laughing so hard as he was letting the air to the van tire. I lit a Newport, <laughs> and I, I had it in my mouth dangling, and I was laughing so hard. I didn't even take one hit off the cigarette. It just like burnt itself out. That's how hard I was laughing. My stomach hurt for three days. <laughs> We woke up. <laughs> we, we, I've never, but I own an operated treatment center. I've worked in treatment for like ten years. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, we I did almost that. don't want this to get out because some kid is gonna go to yeah, treatment no, and let I'm the not, air. I'm not glorifying uh, <laughs> letting the air out of the van tires. That's just part of my story. But anyway, dude, we woke up and the flat, the tire was flat, and here comes like another van to replace that van. So we're like, dude, our plan did not work. But instead, like, of just going to, like, regular PHP that day, uh-huh. we went to the principal's office, executive director, and he's like, bro, you got to you gotta go. <laughs> so he's, uh, How did they catch you? They caught me. Well, no, it was, like, obvious who it was. Like, there was a bunch of, like, old people. It was, like, me and this kid, Scott. And, like, Hanson was there, but, like, he wasn't a part oh of it. Oh, my God. Shout out, Hanson. Yeah, shout out, Andrew Hanson. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, they were like, yo, you got to go, man. Like, you're not... I was about to graduate, too. Mm-hmm. This is, like, the time that I got clean from. Mm-hmm. I just walked into the day room where group was, like, morning meditation. Mm-hmm. I stopped meditation. I was like, yo, I just want everybody to know I'm getting a year clean, then I'm going to get high. Because wow. I wanted to set that milestone. Because my mom was like, yo, you're going to die a junkie and all this shit. So I was like, yo, fuck it. I'm going to get a year, whether it's spiritual or, like, spiteful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To show you. But the crowd went nuts, bro. They're like... Yo, yo, Gary. People were throwing chairs. They were excited, bro. One lady got hit. It was crazy. Nah, for real. But like the group facilitator stopped. It was Will G. Uh huh. And he was like, nah, what he means to say is 
he's going to reach a goal and then, and like took the spiritual like spin on mm -hmm. it. But like the fact is like, I wanted to say, yo, I, I have a year clean. Like, yeah. check it out. So how was growing up like? Only child. I mean, I don't know. Skater. Yeah. Smoking weed. Long. I had an Afro. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen I've the seen Afro? Yeah. yeah. I had an Afro. Like my, my dad was a carpenter. Mom's a PO. Uh-huh. Like it was a, a weird mix. Uh, what part of Jersey are you from? Spring Lake Heights. What's that like? It's like the poor part of a real rich neighborhood like, mm -hmm. named Spring Lake, but it's like middle class. When did you start using? I drank. You started with time. the wacky like, tobacco? Nah, I didn't even smoke cigarettes, dude. Oh, uh, really? you're talking about weed? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't call it that up there. We just, <laughs> we just called it nugget or weed. Nugget? But no, I drank Spice Rum, dude, in eighth grade. Uh huh. And I was listening to Bouncing Souls and this one song on repeat, and like we were the shit. And then I uh, started smoking weed and like, I remember, like, just loving weed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, it was Friday night. It was time to go party. I was like, nah, I got weed, bro. Yeah. Good family guy and shit. <laughs> but it was, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I loved weed. Like, mm -hmm. it went along with the skate park and the skating. When did you start skating? I started skating when I was, like, 10. Did you play sports, too, or just skate? I played soccer. I played, like, baseball. Mm -hmm. But, like, as far as, like, those are grammar school, elementary sports, like, High school, I was at the skate park with a blunt behind my ear. Really? Yeah. The that cool was, kid? Yeah. Homework was for, like, losers. <laughs> <laughs> I was in summer school every What was year. your parents like? My mom was like... You have siblings? No, nah, I'm an only child. Oh, okay. Yeah, my dad had moved out of the house when I was, like, 11. Mm -hmm. So, like, before, like, I started being, like, a nuisance, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, my mom was just like, all right, curfew is this, but I'd come home blunted, eyes red, mm -hmm. like, hair out to here. <laughs> and it, was, it just became, like, the norm, like, doing my homework in study hall, like... Yeah, summer I, school. I got horrible grades, and then one year, I got, like, an A-plus in lab bio. My mom's like, this isn't abnormal. How'd you do this? And I'm like, the truth is, I cheated up this girl, Claire Palmer. <laughs> the whole class, dude, and I just got an A. Nice. And, like, it brought my my grade up but i was in summer school every year in high school dude and uh like just not doing homework and like <laughs> one year in summer school i failed summer school wow yeah so i went for a whole summer for nothing it sucked <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible did you graduate i graduated but i had like a hundred detentions remaining. detentions yeah because like if you show up late for school you get demerits and if you have so many demerits you get a detention but i would skip like detention mm -hmm. and then be like all right you skip detention you get a saturday detention but i would skip that too mm -hmm. so i would never and the guy brandley the assistant principal was like gary we don't ever want to see you again dude just just leave bro mm -hmm. you know what i mean but bro you're nice at skating bro i had some skills back in the day i'm fat now yeah but you still got it i mean I could still, flip yeah I could, like i could still do like basic mechanic stuff like kickflip mm -hmm. tray flip nollie flip Dean's still better than you. Shout out Dean Hill. Nah, <laughs> Dean's got uh Dean's got hard flips. He's got a nice tray flip too. Even yeah. when it's like his kid. He did like a kick flip holding his kid the other day at the skate park like three months ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, Dean's good. Taco's good. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, dude, he's out there. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are all super nice. Yeah, man. When we got I never I did drugs so early that I never was able to get good at anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like hardcore drugs were in the picture for me so early. I never, like, got anything good. Like, I never yeah. got good at sports, never, like, got good at a trade, never got good, like, at art, never, like, like, literally had no identity. There was nothing I really identified with as a kid other than, like, pre, like, fifth grade. I remember you were on rollerblades. What was that, eight yeah, years bro. ago? Yeah. We were shredding at the yeah, Weston Skate Park. I still rollerblade. Or Brian Pickle. I probably haven't rollerbladed in, like, a year, but every once in a while I throw them on because it brings back that <laughs> that one part of my life before drugs. Yeah, of course, bro. But, yeah, uh, yeah bro, skating's fun. Yeah, dude. When I got clean, I like I can I, ollie. 
You can ollie? I can ollie. I could do a stationary kickflip. I remember seeing you doing it at the 12 step house. You're like, let me see your board. <laughs> but yo, when I got clean this time, uh-huh. with this 10 years, this kid had a uh, skateboard at the 12 step house. Like, yo, let me see that. I did a switch flip. Mm-hmm. I hadn't skated in fucking years. And I was like, yo, I'm going to get a skateboard. Rob Harry shows up out of a bush somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'll skate. Bro, that whole crowd of kids that got clean yeah. with all of you are just like the <laughs> best. Know, you guys are just like, yeah. I don't know if that goes on anymore or what, but like you guys were just so good. Like all of you together, you're just like so funny. It was great. So we had a crew, bro. We had me, Taco Dean, and Rob Harry, and like Dave Mariano was yeah. mixed in. Wait, <laughs> let's go back. Yeah. What, so when you're using smoking weed, whatever, you graduate high school. Graduate high school. Barely. And then what happens? When I graduate. Is your dad mad? People upset at you? Are you like getting arrested at all? My dad wasn't really like emotionally connected to my mm-hmm. like malfeasance. My mom was though. She was the one like, because she's a PO, right? She was like grabbing her lawyer friend, somebody that would cost like 20K just for like a meeting mm-hmm. and like wiping my ass and getting me out of trouble, dude. Mm-hmm. Keeping me out of prison. So my mom's like pissed because I was getting arrested, dude. Before high school ended, like, what? like one night, it's, like, it's called the Little League Shack Trilogy. We, uh, this is the summer after high school, and this is, like, when stuff, like, really started to get bad. We were sitting on the, uh, first base bleachers at a local Little League shack. Mm-hmm. We're just drinking, like, Jaeger and a 40, and we're like, yo, let's break into the Little League shack. So we did that. We stole, like, frozen cheeseburgers and shit, and, like, candy. We drove up and down the streets just throwing these frozen cheeseburgers through windows, bro. Mm-hmm. We went to this, like, town, and we threw a frozen cheeseburger through a window, and then it broke a $1,000 lamp. So, like, we racked up, like, a whole bunch of shit. Like, iced tea cans got thrown through windows. They took my prints off the iced tea can because I had, like— Really? Because I had an alcohol beverage control card, and, like, you got to get printed because I was a busboy. Wow. So they just took my print. And they ran it? And they ran it, and it was me. That, what the fuck goes on in that town with the was, cops? I was like... pissed, and my mom was like, yo, we're going to try and fight this. And the lawyer's like, bro, they got you. So like, <laughs> there was a tr- we did it seven nights in a row, dude, and we got... like it was, You broke into this place seven nights in a row? Literally, Shaq. Literally, it was like a... Were they not day. open or something? Nah, no. Nah, it, was, it was like midnight. Who lets a place get... Rob, seven times in a row. Pop a yeah, little but they thing. didn't like add yeah. security. Bam, M and M's. They yeah. did. They would chain the door every night. Every night we came back and found like a new chain. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, we're like, tomorrow we're going back for the deep fryer because I uh-huh. wanted a deep fryer in my kitchen because we were going back to my house making burgers. We're like slapping hands like we were like kingpin. It was crazy. We had like Ocean's our own 11. little five guys. Yeah, Get our own <laughs> you know what I mean. What do you want, chicken or steak? When we went back for the deep fryer, that's when God was like, nah. Uh, and the cops came back and we like were on foot and then like we got away from the cops I had a water bottle just like this and I just mm-hmm. chucked it out of random house <laughs> and it went through the window and it was a cop's house Wow yeah so that was like that was a crazy summer dude oh five and um <laughs> I just it just started to get real bad and like I remember um getting DUIs mm-hmm. and like <laughs> I got pulled over one time I'm not glorifying the use of minor models or counsels but I got pulled over and my eyes are red and it was like three in the morning she's like hop out the lady cop she's like you've been drinking I'm like I drank a beer and smoked the blunt but I'm good <laughs> she's like turn around loser right there I was 20 you know what I mean so like, <laughs> you thought she'd be like nah, I thought she'd cool. be like oh, alright just one blunt it was middies you know man I mean? when I was a kid uh, my boy Tony rest in peace I remember uh, he was at a club in Miami they were searching him before he got in the club and they found like a bag of coke and he was like uh, isn't this like miami and they were like nah bro put your hands behind your back and go to jail <laughs> exactly i thought honesty was a good measure but no <laughs> yeah i just got arrested a lot bro mm-hmm. arrested a whole lot like check fraud stuff that like if i didn't have my mom i'd be i would have went to prison for at least like a year when did drugs become like the main 
character in the play? I found dope in like 08. You didn't do pills first? I broke my fifth metacarpal and got a script for Percocet, but I like ate the Percocets and I was like, this is like really good. Mm-hmm. And like a whole year went by that like- Didn't do them? Yeah, but then my boy's like, yo, we should get some dope. And I was like, I fell in love with it. How old were you? 21. Wow. So, you know, you're drinking, smoking, fucking around. Been to rehab already for alcohol. Really? Yeah. I used to be like, yo, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, all right, shut up, wino. <laughs> what was first trip in rehab like? State-funded program in New Jersey called uh, New Hope. And mm-hmm. it was just like, kind of like a, a place with people that were coming back from prison. Like, mm-hmm. it was a state, it was like a halfway home program. Like, all right, we're going to release you, but you need to go complete 28 days in, in this state-funded place. It just ran off like taxpayer money i mean it it served its purpose for me but i i smoked a blunt there i left yeah all right so then i found dope dude and like snored it the first time with my uncle yeah i never i have yet to shoot up wow so you did it with your uncle yeah i used to tell people i shot up because that was like the cool thing the cool thing yeah but like i never i have yet to shoot up you Mm -hmm. know what i mean if i wasn't shooting gatorade in my neck i wasn't (laughs) cool you know yeah of course i remember being in the in the uh cigarette area in uh if you don't have hep c you're a cop yeah like yeah like in the cigarette area at the treatment center everyone's like bumping lil wayne like everything's good you Mm -hmm. know like our lives suck bro we're in rehab but yeah no i started sniffing it with my uncle he introduced me to my first dude it was a phone call away Mm -hmm. and a drive to a sketchy neighborhood and you know, put the dope in my ass, and hopefully I don't get pulled over, mm-hmm. which I happened several times. And wow, yeah, I had to put it up my ass. I don't know. Did you get into the habit of doing this? Yeah, there was a <laughs> there was a summer I would go into a crack house, right? Uh huh. And she'd be like, "Put that up." Um, the first time I went, because my dude had got knocked off, so I was in and out of crack houses. She's like, "Put that up." I'm like, "What do you what do you mean <laughs> on eBay?" <laughs> She's like, "No, put it in your butt, dummy." And I was like, "Why?" <laughs> because you're white and you're in this town. So I remember putting it on my ass one time. Oh my god! And then I walk out of the building, and the cops are like, "Where are you from, bro?" I'm like, bro, when you walked out, I walked out to a cops, cops just like, you know, and you were like, thank God. I, I was like, it's in my ass. It was starting to slip too. It was like, you know, <laughs> I hadn't showered in a few days, dude. And uh, oh I, I just remember being like, yeah, this is like the life, like content, bro, being a jerk, you know? So you walked out and they asked you they about search me and found no dope. Nothing. Not one one bag on me. But like that was the shit. Like I was I remember like when, when I When did you get into crack? I never smoked crack. Oh, you were just buying dope in the that crack house. In the crack house. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I remember like when it when I first started doing dope, this is way before I got dope sick. I remember like I had money. I had this newfound dealer. I was maybe like two weeks into using. Mm-hmm. I was working at this little Greek deli, right? Selling kibase, eating the shit. So <laughs> I had to like clean it. I remember running out to my car after work. I'm like, yeah. Like, saying out loud, heroin. So excited because this newfound thing that mm-hmm. made me feel good, dude. Like, made me feel complete. That was the beginning when it was fun because it was fun in the beginning for me. I remember I woke up, like, with the flu one time. And I was like, oh, this is not right. Maybe I got a bad batch. And I, like, was sick with the flu for a week. And my mm-hmm. dude calls me a week later. He's like, yo, where you been? I'm like, bro, I got sick. That shit that you gave me was bad. He's like, no, you were dope sick, dummy. All you have to do is come back. I was like, fuck. Wow, you kicked for a whole week, I kicked you idiot. For a whole, I fully kicked. I've never heard of that. Yeah, dude, I fully kicked. I didn't know about, like, dope I mean, I didn't pay attention to dare class, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, like, and then I just fell in love with it. It was like a four-year mm-hmm. debacle. Yeah. All the way until the uh, treatment stays in between. I would come down to Florida, see the palm tree, really? feel the heat on my face, and be like, oh, life is, life is all right. Let me smoke this Newport and bump Lil Wayne like everything's cool. And, like, don't feed my mom to come home, you know, and then once I'm home, my comfort zone is a wrap, so... Wow, so you have been to treatment multiple times. Yeah, like six and a half. 
what were those treatment stays like? Like what happened like in your life where it just kept getting like worse and worse? Like what led you to get clean? What led me to get clean was I had been to treatment like five times, five and a half. My mom was like, yo, you're not welcome here anymore, bro. Like get the fuck out. My, my friend Andrew, who was going to college in PA mm-hmm. um, near Kutztown, he actually recently just got shot five times in Philly and murdered. Wow. He was like, yo, Pierce, come on, dude, let's go. So I got in his car, put my bed in his car. He had, like, one of those big Durangos. Went out and just, like, kicked on his couch, ended up getting a job because he had, like, a dorm mm-hmm. in this college. And I was just, like, sleeping on his couch and, like, made a little bed. It was, like, some real shit. I don't know. Some time went by. My mom's like, all right, I don't want you home, so I'm going to pay, like, 2300 bucks so you can, like, pretend you're a college kid and get your own dorm. Mm-hmm. So that's what she did, bro. Wow. I remember, like, being dope sick one time. It was in a snowstorm. I was looking outside the window, and we had robbed so many people. And, like, I had, like, sold all my subs. And, like, I had a script for subs two weeks into that, like, script. I was dope sick, no money. Throwing up green shit. And then I remember looking out the window, seeing the snow fall on this moped, bro. I'll never forget it. And with a Newport, I'm about to hit the white cotton and just crying my eyes out. Like, yo, I can't fucking do this anymore. So I came back down to Florida, and I went to the treatment center again. And uh, three weeks went by. I couldn't use the bathroom. I couldn't shit. I couldn't smoke a cigarette without dry heaving. Yeah. I was eating. I, I looked like I was pregnant, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I had a little pot belly. You couldn't shit? I couldn't shit, bro. Why? Because I think the subs. Because you were doing so much subs? Yeah, I had to go. Normally, like, like, normally, like you know, when I'm using, yeah. But then when I'm like getting dope sick, it just all comes out. This was a thing where like I just couldn't shit. Like <laughs> I had to put my finger in my ass to get the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> like, they it, didn't give you like milk of magnesium or they some did, shit. They did, but it, it didn't, didn't work. It didn't work, dude. What? Nah, bro. I had to go up in there, <laughs> and it looked like it was like bloody. <laughs> it looked like nuggets, bro. Like red hairs and shit. <laughs> the blood. But then I say that to say this. Like I remember, like the pain and the gift of desperation. Right, being mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm I'm not going through this again. Like throwing up under this palm tree and like the same text or like yo Gary it's all right we know you now you've been here three years in a row mm-hmm. and then as soon as I took that shit bro as soon as I smoked that Newport I was like damn it wasn't that bad put me in that day treatment program I got kicked out and dropped off in Middle River aka Middle River Youth Correctional yes sir and that's where I met Chicky just so uh, everyone knows, so Middle River is like a well-known, sober living, 15 apartments around and 15 above. Yeah, it was like the mecca for, yo, if you want to stay clean, like, this is where you want to live. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the, you know, strongest sober livings where, like, uh, I had Chicky on here, and he was like, yeah, bro, people came in here, and they were fucking around. We'd, like, yeah. break into their room, be like, yo, yeah. bro, we don't do that shit around <laughs> here, bro. We work steps to stay clean. Yeah, I got a funny story. Danny, rest in peace, Danny Keen, he, mm-hmm. uh, he said, yo, anybody is using here? Or somebody shows up drunk, one of, one of the people here, $50 to whoever dimes him out. Me and Chicky were fist fighting trying to get to Danny. Because this one dude came home talking about yachts, and he reeked like fucking lairds. You guys beat him up? <laughs> no, we were, Chicky was trying to get away from the conversation because Danny was down oh, there. Oh, 50 bucks to snitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to get to Danny before he does. And Danny only paid me 40 bucks to fucking <laughs> bastard. <laughs> pretty fire but yeah man i remember wow like, so he had the, he had a snitch thing going where it's like yo if you tell on somebody i mean that's I a pretty good we didn't want people thing. using too we were like i say snitch but like honestly in recovery it's yeah. like if someone shit in your fucking bed yeah like Plus there was money on it yeah for sure but at the end of the day it's like bro when i'm using i'll be pretty grimy to get what i want it's like dude if i want to stay clean i remember in treatment this one time this kid pulled out a pills like in the middle of a group he's like yo look what i got 
It was like some clown ass two uh, Xanax. Yeah. And I popped it out of his hand and they like went flying. I'm like, this kid has pills on him right now. I didn't care. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But a lot of people have this mentality of like, oh, well, I don't want to cause a scene. It's like, dude, like when I was getting clean, like I didn't want that shit around me either. I got to back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Tell the story of this because this is like intricate and like how I stayed clean. When I was going to meetings in the rehab, I would go to the 12 step house. (laughs) Chicky's up there doing the key tag, or he had some service commitment there. And I was mm-hmm. like, yo, this kid's cool. He's from New York, right? Uh, my area, kind of. And like, he seems cool when he, like, he's talking about staying clean. So I like went up to him one day and I'm chopping with him. And I remembered when they dropped me off the halfway house, I had to sleep on the couch the first night because my bed wasn't available. Mm-hmm. So I woke up. There's this other kid there. He's like, yo, you know who lives here? You probably know him, Mario. So when I finally seen Mario come in the door, I was like, yo, remember me from the 12-step house? I still had this, like, plan of, like, man, I don't want to be clean. I want to smoke blunts, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to smoke weed and chill out. And, like, man, I've learned my lesson, man. Let me just, like, be a normal person. I don't want to, like, be sick and, like, you know. Go to these meetings forever and, like, have us bond. It just seems like so much shit. I remember, like, getting to know Chicky, and, like, we were hitting meetings, and he's like, hey, man, you want to be of service? Threw me the key tags. I was like, yo, I'm not ready for this. I remember it was, like, mm-hmm. my second week in Middle River. I did the key tags, and, like, I remember people were in treatment with me. They're like, yo, you actually did that. That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, I just started getting involved and, like, hanging out with him. I'm like, yo, this kid's cool. He's talking about staying clean. Mm-hmm. Like, so Chicky was a huge, huge uh, part of my— Yeah, you know, he was like that clean. day one he got clean. He was just super positive. Super grateful. Dude, I lived in Middle River two years, bro. Mm-hmm. Skate sessions at night. The house meeting was funny as shit. <laughs> There's a lot of characters in Middle River, bro. Tell me about those. Well, tell me about those first couple months. The first couple months, I had uh, Monday Night Live. Twelve Step House was mm-hmm. my home group. Go there religiously. I was hitting meetings like every day. I was working at Taco Bell, telling people to have a case of. Like, I think I remember you working at Taco Bell. Yeah, so Danny's crazy, like, you got to get a job, bro, or you got to go. I went down to Taco Bell. I was like, dude. <laughs> Can you, can you hire me? Like, cause I need a job. And uh, I got paid like $213 every two weeks, bro. Mm-hmm. I was telling people like quesadilla later, Baja <laughs> Blastic Night. You know what I mean? Like you had to be like real, like like a cheerleader with it. Mm-hmm. Cause like corporate could come through. And like, I remember like I did a real good job one day and like the <laughs> CEO slipped a $10 target in my pocket. He's like, really? But uh, I worked there for a year. I celebrated a year clean working at Taco Bell. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. Me and my boy Dave, Dave Mariano, worked there with me. Yeah, I think I remember that. It's crazy. Yeah. We were walking down the street, dude. I had, like, these big non-slip shoes. I looked like Posh Spice walking down the street, bro. (laughs) It's embarrassing. What kept you clean that first year? I don't know. I remember at six months clean, I wanted to move to Colorado because my boy... People always have, like, this crazy thing. Like, don't you see it all the time where someone gets clean? They're like, I want to go to Columbia. Or I want to fucking travel the world. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, no, dude, just go slow, stay clean. Like, they're all gung-ho. And after a couple months, like, they have, like, some extravagant plan. Mm -hmm. So I had this uh, opportunity to go work at this hotel in Colorado. I could trim weed on the side. There you go. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, I filled out the application. Mario. I was like, bro, you're gonna eat what? What are you doing now? We squashed that, but mm-hmm. it was the first couple months were like, I don't know, man. I remember getting that blue key tag and then it turned yellow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I almost have a year clean. Like that year that I told the treatment center I would get, I got the year, bro. And I like, I didn't get high. You know what I mean? And then the running mm-hmm. joke was like, all right, I'm gonna get two, three, I'm gonna get high. And now, like, the last joke was, I'm gonna get 10 and get high, but I think I'm gonna stay clean. Yeah. Obviously, just for today. 
just for today. How many people out of that treatment center are still clean today? I don't know, dude. Mm -hmm. Nobody that I was there with yeah. that I can remember. Crazy. When I got clean, you had Adam Taco at 18 months. Mm -hmm. So he was out here. Like, Dean had didn't go to treatment with me. Like, Hanson was in there with me, but mm -hmm. he's doing good, I think. I mean, I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude. Well, it's just because it's like you don't think that the kid who's lighting the air out of the tire of the van is, yeah. like, going to stay clean. I remember, like, three just years. Just goes to show, like, you really never know who's going to, like, dive in and who's not. Because sometimes, like, the, like, number one straight-A student in treatment, like, is the first motherfucker to get high, you yeah. know? I'm, I've been complacent, though, mm -hmm. like, on and off. So it's like I'm, I need to make a, like a recommit back into the program. Yeah. But I remember with three years clean, my mom, when I would go visit, she would still take her pocketbook to the bathroom. Really? Yeah. And yeah. I think I had like six years clean, then I got a key to the crib. That's cool. Yeah. So I did a lot of damage with that. Like a lot of money yeah. was stolen. <laughs> you know, like when I first got clean and my parents would like, feel like I was going to rob them or ask me for the receipt for something or look at me and wonder if I was how I would get so defensive. <clears throat> and now I look back and I'm like, wow, imagine how much pain I must have caused for years because it's not like they don't want you to, to believe you. Like this yeah. is, she doesn't want to bring her pocketbook to the bathroom. She feels compelled to, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like she's yeah. gotten into the habit of doing that. So it's like, that's all the damage over the years that have built that kind of behavior a lot of that is uh, is fear and trauma I remember, that we do to our family. Bro, I remember taking finding the receipts after my mom went grocery shopping mm -hmm. and taking the Kellogg's back, taking the cold cuts back, bro. <laughs> you would return the fucking yeah, I would cold return, cuts? like $200 worth of food. What like, would your mom say? I don't I think she she's like, where's the food? I'm like, yo, I was hungry last night. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just, it's just sick, bro. Like, I bought her a TV one year. Remember when the box TVs were yeah. popular, but it kind of looked like a flat screen? Screen. Yeah, it was. It said flat screen, yeah. but it was huge. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, it had like a big ass. Yeah. So I remember, like, I bought this for her for her birthday, and this is like insidious, bro. And then, like, two weeks later, I got my boy Richie and I were carrying that shit out to his truck to take the <laughs> cash converters, like, mm -hmm. like some sick shit that, like, just by staying clean, like, that's the only way I can repay it. Mm -hmm. So. What happened after that job at Taco Bell? Like, what was going on with Gary? I mean, I got the year clean at Taco Bell. I still didn't have a license because mm -hmm. I had a DUI. I had two DUIs. I refused to blow in the breathalyzer because my mom's like, you Why? can never incriminate yourself. So I'm like, all right. So they're like blowing this breathalyzer. I'm like, no. Oh, you refused to blow when you got the DUIs. Yeah, so they gave me an extra year for that. And then once Is I, that like real? Like I always wondered because I was told maybe, the I same know. thing. It's like, should you blow? Should you not blow? I, I really don't know. But I I lost my license for three years. So mm -hmm. four years went by. And here I was like with a year clean. So I had a year that I was eligible to get my license. You never got it? I never got it up until the point where I went home. I think I had 13 months. And mm -hmm. my dad, who never gave me a 20, like on my dope sickest day, mm -hmm. Was like, uh, hey man, you doing good? All right, man, here's a car. He gave me a Jetta. I'm like, cool, I have a Jetta. Mm -hmm. I had to get a breathalyzer in it. So I took it to the local audio, like where they tint your windows and mm -hmm. put a stereo and they, they do it there. So like I would blow yeah. in the shit every 15 minutes, like to keep it going. So I had that for six months. And so- Wow, I, you got to blow in it every 15 minutes? So here's the thing. I drove that car to Florida. Yeah. So it like gauges how long you're driving at, at a certain speed. So if you're driving around a neighborhood at 25 miles an hour for three hours, every 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing like 80 on a highway- it's going to be like every 45 minutes. And gotcha. like it beeps loud. Sometimes you couldn't hear it. I had to turn down the Katy Perry because I saw it like, you know, if you got the Katie music. Katy Perry was I love Katy Perry, then. dude. Yeah. She's got a good uh, good voice, good vibes. But um, so that's since you've been gone. Yeah. That's Kelly Carson. <laughs> that's Kelly Carson. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yo, you know who I like? Who's Kesha. Katy Perry? Fireworks? Yeah, Fireworks. Kesha? Yeah. 
Kesha, Praying. Great song. You should download it. I'll check it out. Download it. I'm Napster. Nah, man, I had this breathalyzer for six months. I remember, like, being the junkie that my mom was like, you're going to die a junkie. Mm -hmm. And, like, Chris and a couple people that worked at the TRP where I went Mm -hmm. were like, bro, if you get some clean time, we'll hire you. Because they were opening up this other place. Yeah. I got the text, you're hired, homie, as a tech. That's cool. I'm like, damn, dude. You didn't so, get fired as a tech? I never got fired as a tech. I never You're got a good f- tech? I was a great tech. All right, the cool. best tech there was. Wow. Yeah, me and Tom Brophy. Brophy. Brophy's a good kid. Did he train you or you trained him? Or you <sighs> nah, guys started he, together? He he was a tech. He trained me. He was my lead tech. Wow. Yeah, he was like a drill sergeant with it, though. He didn't play games, dude. He was a good tech. Yeah. But I was a tech for 18 months. Yeah, I was a tech for like a year. Yeah. And it was like, man, it, it, I feel like if you work in treatment and you've never been a tech, like, yeah. it's like different, bro. <laughs> it's like it's like a different level of like, I don't know, some because there's some people that just get in at like a call center level. And it's like, you really got to work as a tech. You do. To like really see how shit affects the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Because it's like, bro, when you're over there just like taking admissions, you don't understand like how fucking shit works because mm-hmm. it seems so easy up there to be right. like, well, I don't see why this is a problem. Just let the kid fucking do this or that. Or yeah. like, why didn't you call the family? Like, it's really difficult, man, being a tech and dealing with fucking 45 clients that don't want to be there. And you have no authority. Like, you can't do anything really other than like just gain their respect with your personality. Build rapport, Build rapport it, is like the only thing. But like, you have nothing to really be like, I remember something I used to make up shit. I used to be like, bro, taking away your points. They'd be like, what the fuck? I'm like, bro, I'm taking away five points. The kid like, fuck. And then he'd go on the van and he'd be like, all bitching. The kid's like, what's up? Like, oh, bro, Brian took away five points from me. And they'd be like, there's no points. (laughs) I would just like. I was about to say, like, what are the points? I would just start a point system. I would see how long I could keep it going. You know? That's fire. Yeah, I would tell the clients that my drug of choice was like weed. I was pretty good with it, but there were some techs that just got fucking roasted nonstop 24-7. They just couldn't do it. I remember like being kind of like a serious guy and then sprinkling in the humor. Yeah, because you have to do that to gain the yeah, report. You can't be like this goofball and then be like, hey, mop your floor. They'd be yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, you clown. have to be really strict. Yeah. And then when you crack a smile, they like yeah. see your weakness mm-hmm. or whatever for a little bit and then you go back to being serious. But like, yeah, you have to let them know that like, like this shit's not a game because yeah. it's like, dude, when we got to get on the vans at nine o'clock, like we got to get on the vans at nine o'clock. Yeah. And then you got to, like, know who's going to be an issue, like, at fucking 835 and who's not going to be fucking ready. And, like, it's a lot of fucking, um, it's a lot of work. I remember, like, having, we had a community at one point. Like, I was just, like, every every client knew I loved Nick Cage, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We were chopping, like. You do love Nick Cage. I do. Why? I have an Instagram dedicated to Nick Cage. I don't know if it was funny or for real. Do you really like him? I like Nick Cage. You think he's the best actor? Or you just love him? Publicly, I'll say that I think he's the best actor. Really? Yeah. You're willing to say that? It's recording. Yeah. You think he's the best actor? I think he's, like, hated on, like, Nickelback. Like, everybody hates on Nickelback. Because it's fun to hate on But, like, if they're feeling emotional, they're putting that shit on and crying. Which one? Picture? What's it called? Photograph? Photograph, bro. Oh, I got a story for that. My mom was kicking me out one time, right? (laughs) She's like, get out, junkie. So I moved to South Carolina. Your mom really called you that? Yeah. I'm like, I got nowhere to go. She's like, why don't you drive to Richie's in South Carolina? So my boy Richie moved from Spring Lake to South Carolina. I was like, all right, let me call him on my Nokia. So I dialed him on my Nokia. And I was like, yo, Richie, can I come to your house? He's like, yeah, man, you can come down here. My dad will give you work. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, mom, I need some money. She gave me like a couple hundred bucks for gas and shit. I went to my dealer. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I need a bunch of dope. And I was like, I got no dope. I got Coke, though. So I'm like, all right, give me the Coke because I had subs. And I bought like, I don't know, five grams of Coke or some shit. I go back to my house. My mom's out to dinner. I chop up all this Coke because when I'm driving, I just want to like be able to sniff it. Yeah. 
and like had this like extra line. I weighed like 130 pounds. You're doing key bumps, you're doing a straw. I'm doing lines, thick lines. So while driving? While driving. On a CD case? On a Scarface CD case. <laughs> my man. I swear to God on my life. I believe you, I believe you. Extra large Corona t-shirt, like a bottle. Not, <laughs> not COVID-19. And uh, I remember I had this iPod <laughs> mini. Okay. Anyway, mm -hmm. bro, there was Led Zeppelin or Nickelback on. I was like, man, this, this is really tight. <laughs> Putting me in a corner here. So I go to the Nickelback, bro, and for nine hours, I listen to Photograph on repeat doing you, cocaine. You can't change it, right? It was so euphoric. <laughs> and then I remember running out of cocaine, and it was so horrific. Mm. And I just pulled over and started convulsing. And, like, I called my friend. And I was like, yo, what should I do? He's like, just take a sub. I had forgot that I had a dope habit. Mm. So I took a sub 20 minutes later. I'm back on the road in these back country roads in North Carolina. Listen to Photograph? Nah, dude, no more photograph. I had the AM radio on. I tried, I was trying to calm down, but it was like, it never happened. Like I never just blew Coke for nine hours. You felt totally fine? I felt totally fine after that sub hit me. Really? Yeah, it was gross. Back to being a tech real quick, because this one's funny. We were leaving the clinical building for like a night meeting. Just so people know, like a tech, so in treatment, you have like a clinical director, you have therapists, and then you have behavioral health technicians in Florida is what they call them. Basically, these people like do the urine screens, they transport clients back and forth. They do rounds, check where everyone's at. They usually have like a clipboard. And they usually just like herd clients in and out of group, take them to the doctor, take them to the housing, bring them back and forth. I think the worst part for me about being a tech was like seeing a client be all like sweet and cute to like the fucking therapist and then just be like a total terror yeah, at the housing at the and housing, just tell you to dude, go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Or kids like 90 pounds telling me they're going to fight me. Yeah. But, like, we were leaving the building this one night, and, like, there was a van in front of me, and I was driving the van in the rear. And, like, one of the clients hops out of the van in front of me. I'm like, damn, dude, we got a runner. So he At a red light? No, no. We were still in, like, the building parking lot. Okay. So he, like, closes the door and walks up to my van, and, like, he opens the van. He goes, I don't normally ride white vans, but when I do, it's Con Air. <laughs> and shuts the door behind him, bro. But I liked being a tech, man. I did. I like, did, too. It was, like, front lines for me. Yeah, because, dude, there's times where there was be kids crying on the edge of their beds, feeling like using. Yeah. Man, like, I wasn't, I didn't have a fucking master's degree, and I would talk to a kid and just try to convince him not to use, and he'd be crying, saying he wants to kill himself, and, like, this kid, this really happened, still messages me sometimes on Facebook. And he's like, yeah, bro, like, thank you. You yeah. know, so it's like you really, sometimes at jobs, you feel like you're not making an impact. As a tech, like, you, re I really felt like I was making an impact and I was getting, like, the lowest pay. Mm -hmm. And it just felt good to, like, be at the bottom of the totem pole at a treatment center, but yeah. to also have one of the biggest impacts. Because even till today, as a treatment center owner, like, I always say, like, your techs know more about what's going on with the clients than anyone else. Absolutely. And it's the hardest job position to fill because you're really looking for like a certain type of person with like a certain personality that can reach these people mm -hmm. without like some type of credentials or anything, you know, yeah. just like. Yeah, you don't want to overqualify. Yeah. But I remember just like fresh and N.A., just hitting them with like shit I would hear in the sunrise room at the midnight mm -hmm. and yeah. just like be like, damn. Their mind was blown, you know. Yeah. I didn't know clinical. I didn't know any of that stuff. I'm yeah. board certified addiction counselor now. But now, oh, that's yeah, cool. but I don't. I'm not in that. Side you don't of use it. it. Yeah, yeah, I don't use it. It's a CAC in Florida. You know how that yeah. is. It's like having like a driver's license. You can't drive a tractor trailer. You can just drive it like a 
a fiat. Yeah, but you could run groups and sign off yeah. on notes and stuff. I know for me, like being a tech was cool because like there was also like that camaraderie that you see when you see like a really good community and like, mm-hmm. you know, we take them bowling or whatever. We come back to the house and order pizza. And there was times like you'd be playing Mario Kart with the clients, you know, for five minutes. They'd be like begging you to play with them or something. You play for like two seconds and you put it down or whatever. And like, it just felt fun. Like yeah. being a, th- th- there was times where I had so much fun at work where I would stay after my shift. Yeah. You know, like I'd be like, you know, we're just having fun, chilling over here. They had like yep. all the music going or whatever. And, yeah, you know, dude. sometimes it would be it really is. tough though. Yeah. Sometimes when you had like a tough community, it's like, I don't know, or some, some clients that just don't respect anybody. Yeah. You know, and like you're expected to keep, I don't know, like the place clean and like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot, a, lot, a lot of pressure at that level. But there was easy days and bad days. Yeah. But I got moved up to admissions after mm-hmm. that. And I remember having like, I don't know, maybe oh, three years clean, three and a half. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, working in the building now with like a polo from Ross. I was <laughs> like, damn, dude, no more Vans t-shirts and backwards hats. You mm-hmm. know, I remember feeling like good and I was just grateful. I was like working for the people that used to get me into treatment at my worst, Mm -hmm. you know? So shout out to Lisa. Yeah. So it was just, I don't know. So what else has been going on since you've been clean? I mean, a lot, bro. Ups and downs. But, I mean, I got my pilot's license three years ago. Okay. Yeah, so I've been flying single-engine piston planes. What made you want to get into flying? I had a fear of flying. Really? Yeah. I don't know how it happened. Never had a problem with it. Maybe I had like five years clean. I was like, damn, uh-huh. what if both these engines quit like on a Spirit Airbus? And uh, Is that dangerous? What? Like a commercial plane? Is it dangerous in general? I always wonder like what the statistics are. Like, because I know on like a small jet, like the, like the engines can fail and they could land or glide yeah. for like miles. Yeah. And it's really not that. No. Nah. Really, it's takeyoff and landing. And, T- and those weather. are critical phases of flight. Like, you have a fixed-wing aircraft, right? So mm-hmm. if the engines quit, it just turns into a glider. Mm-hmm. You just need to establish a best rate uh, of glide. Like a commercial airplane. That can happen with a commercial airplane. Yeah. They're too heavy. I mean, like, they have two $9 million engines. So they have $18 million worth of engines. So, I mean, wow. they're pretty... They're not going down? I don't That doesn't think so. happen? I talked to a pilot at the airport the other day. I'm like, have you ever had one roll back on you? Because those are the terms. Roll back means yeah, like, fail? Like roll back, yeah. Like the the engine gauge roll back, uh-huh. and, and he had to shut it down. And he was like, "Yeah, one time we had to make an emergency landing, and none of the passengers even knew because it's like pretty uneventful in a big plane like that. Mm-hmm. But when you're flying like a single engine plane, it's a little bit more uh, quick. You need yeah, to act yeah. quick." I was scared of flying, and I developed this fear of like, "Oh my god, like what if?" And I remember like Christini gave me his like flight simulator stuff because like he was in a plane crash. Oh yeah, and he was working on it. I don't know. He was just. Using I it. didn't know he had a flight simulator. Maybe yeah, I he had like that. the yoke and the throttle quadrant and all that. Mm-hmm. And he gave it to me because he knew I was like turned into an aviation nerd based on how fearful So you I got was scared of, of flying and then you started to get interested yeah, in aviation? Yeah, I started to be intrigued and like I wanted to learn about aerodynamics and like do planes really fall out of the sky and like all Do this. they? No, unless a wing falls off. How, how rare is it that like a commercial plane crashes? Very rare. I mean, like you'll, you'd hear about it on Fox News. I, always, I don't watch I, the news, but I don't watch the news either. But yeah. I always wondered if like they were like, well, if a plane crashed, don't tell anybody. Nah. Or like they were like trying not to do That's that. That's hot topic, bro. You're going to hear about that off rip. It's going to be a meme. It's going to be something. You know, like the Boeing 777 Max in like Indonesia, they crashed. That was like an avionics problem where it just nosed over. The plane thought it was going to like stall. So like it pitched the nose over. Over to prevent a stall mm-hmm. and it just spread into the ground. Wow. Like a bunch of people died, but it's it's very rare. Yeah, but they like, say it's more way more like a die in a car accident. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. I just went flying today. I was like, you know what? I'm like, 
I got real into this like flight simulation thing. I started to like learn stuff and like watch YouTube videos. I have like 12 hours. Do you? Yeah. You do told me that. When I went to military school, I went to military school in ninth grade. And I remember like it was uh, aviation military school, co-ed military school, whatever. I knew that my dad had signed me up for the flight thing, but I was like in line to go. And then they like tell you it in advance. Well, I was doing coke all night and this is like ninth grade and I hadn't slept and I had oxys on me too, oxy 80s. So normally I would like do coke and then do the 80s after landing landing gear. gear. That's the landing gear. People know. Well, honestly, bro, I stay so up on uh, Oxy. Like, I don't go to sleep on Oxy. Me too, bro. I'm cleaning. I get, yeah, I'm cleaning. I'm talking. I'm so annoying. Yeah. I'm like the worst, bro. <laughs> Me like, too. And I know I'm being annoying. I just yeah. can't turn it off. Yeah, I know, bro. It's crazy. It's just like scratching. And I think you grow out of that. Does that happen? You grow out of the nod and then you start like eating a lot of like cereal and ice cream. Yeah, I would crave weird stuff. I would have ketchup sandwiches. I would just go. Bro, I would stay up all night until like the 6 a.m. runners with the tight leggings show mm-hmm. up and the birds. And I'd be yeah. like, damn, look at that normal person. That shit sucks. Yeah. Fuck yeah, loser. Yeah. So they called my name in the morning and I was like, what the fuck? Like they're supposed to let me know. So they were like, yo, someone canceled. We're putting you in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, whatever. So I remember, like, I put, like, my flight jacket on. I was going to the airport, and they were, like, transporting me in, like, this van. There's a couple kids. I'm in the back. I have a dollar bill. I'm breaking 80s with my hands, which is kind of difficult, but they're already, like, peeled off. And I'm, I'm crushing them up in the back of the thing, and I'm fucking all geeked out, haven't slept. And I'm cutting up lines in the dollar bill and snorting them out of the dollar bill. And then we get there, and the guy gives me, like, a flight book, and he gives me, like, this little bag with, like, the engine oil shit. Yeah. And, like, a flight, like, a fucking pencil and Fuel shit. Fuel sump. Whatever. Yeah, 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 bro. And I'm fucking walking around the plane, and the guy's, like, showing me everything. So he shows me how to, like, check the fuel. And I look at it for, like, debris. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. So we check all the oil. We get in the plane. He takes a little tire things off. We're sitting in there. He turns it on. I remember he, like, pulls back the throttle. He tells me, like, let go. Like, he shows me how to, like, use my feet. Yeah, rudders. And we start fucking driving. And then he, like, pulls it back some more. And he's like, all right, now push back. And I'm like, holy shit. And, like, we start flying. Yeah. I'm like, dude, when you drive a car... You're in a classroom for like four days. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. so I, I didn't think that we were going to fly that day. Right. I was just, I couldn't, like, I thought like you would at least be in a classroom. I would have thought like you would never even see a fucking plane up until like I mean, your second month or something. I Because you're with an instructor. You can't like fuck up anything that he can't undo. Yeah, I just didn't. I just thought you'd be in a classroom for a while. Yeah. I just didn't think that you'd be like flying the same day, you, yeah. the first day you go. And dude, I remember we were flying. He was showing me shit. And then I started nodding. And I remember I was nodding out. And he was like, yo, wake up, dude, wake up. And I was like, oh, sorry. And I remember <laughs> uh, when we were landing, I think we touched and go a yeah, couple times. And, goes, yeah. and then I remember when we were landing, he was like letting me land. And I started nodding out. And this guy <laughs> yelled at me like I was a little kid. He's like, don't fuck around on the fucking runway. And I was like. Who? The instructor. The instructor? Yeah. Because I guess I just started nodding out. <laughs> and he, like, apologized. But, bro, he got really mad at me because he yeah. thought I was fucking around. But I was just nodding. Yeah, but, dude. Um, that's yeah, crazy. I could fly. That's I dope. Fly, fly. We got to go. I'm down. We got to go. We'll film it, too. So, all right. How long you been doing this for? It's like 2018. So, was it? Almost four years now. So, you're a pilot. You did your solo? Oh, yeah, dude. I got 250 hours. I How have many my hours? You need 36? How you much need is it? 40 in the To in do the your solo? States. No, not to do your solo. So you need 40 hours of mm-hmm. total time to apply to be an applicant for the private pilot certificate. I believe 20. And a solo. 
some people solo at like 10 hours, dude. That's I sold crazy. at 36 hours. You sold at 36 yeah, hours. Yeah, it's just, it's different for everybody. So I got how, my, I got how my far license. is the distance? Like when you solo, what does that mean? Your first solo is typically a couple laps in the pattern. Three laps in the pattern to a full stop. Uh-huh. So my first solo, I flew for an hour actually because my instructor hopped out of my plane and hopped into another plane to instruct another student. Mm -hmm. And he was basically just in the pattern behind me the whole time. And he would like key up the mic like uh, 2247 kilo, you can fly for another 30 minutes. I'm like, cool. So I was just doing laps in the pattern. Mm -hmm. But like there's different solos that you have to do. Mm -hmm. You have to do a cross country, a long cross country by yourself, bro. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. so I remember they told us that, that you have to do a cross country by yourself. How a far couple is that? of them. Uh, 50 miles. A cross country in aviation, general aviation, is 50 nautical miles from in, in a straight line from one point to another. So you have to do 50 miles a couple of times yeah, I had before to do, you get your pilot's license. To be, yeah. As, to be a private yeah, pilot. To be to apply for the practical exam, okay. which is an FAA guy goes up with you. Mm -hmm. So I had to do a 50 mile twice, mm -hmm. and then I had to do a long cross country, which includes stopping full stop at two different airports, and one of the legs needs to be like 100 nautical miles mm -hmm. in a straight line. So I went from FXE, Fort Lauderdale Executive, to like this airport in the middle of the Everglades. Mm -hmm. And then I went to like Stewart, Florida, North Central Florida. And then I went back to FXE. What made you want to do this? You just I, got interested? I, I just was so intrigued. I actually took like my first intro flight. And mm -hmm. I remember I took Mario and like he's <laughs> filming it. There's footage of this. And like I'm sweating like a sif, bro, because I'm nervous. <laughs> and like, I'm like, damn, this is crazy, bro. I'm in a small plane. It was just so surreal. And like I landed and we survived. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, I can't believe we just did that. Like that was epic. And like, I remember I just got hooked, bro. Wow. You know, I, I remember... I called, uh, I applied for a credit card. I got a $10,000 limit and I just spent wow. it all on flight training. Really? Yeah. How much does it cost to like get your 30 or 40 hours and do your solos? I remember I paid like 17K wow. at the end of the day to get my license from start to finish. How long? But did I it overpaid take you? because I procrastinated. Because after a certain amount of hours, they'll give you solo endorsements. Like, all right, Gary, you want to go fly? Here, you have a a 90-day solo endorsement. So I would mm -hmm. just rent the plane, go after work, just fly around, hit the beach, buzz the beach, just burn money. Mm -hmm. And, like, just not, because I still had more, like, stuff to do. I had to, like, go under the foggles and do the instrument for three hours. I, like, stopped the training portion. And then my instructor's like, yo, bro, are you going to get your license anytime soon? I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You're like, just having fun. Yeah, I was just having fun. The FAA guy went up with me, and he's like, uh, congratulations, this guy's a private pilot. And he, and he, like, saluted me and walked away and, like, I had to fly to another airport to meet the guy. So I remember like hopping in the plane as a like certified, like certificated mm -hmm. private pilot and thinking like, holy shit, like I'm legit. And I remember flying back to FXE from North Perry, mm -hmm. landing the plane. I, I told Tower, I'm like, I just passed my check ride. And congrats. Like there was a Learjet five mile final. Really? I was like, congrats. It was like, it was cool, man. What's the hardest part about flying? The hardest part is weather. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because so my boy has a uh, jet. He's a jet pilot. Yeah, eclipse. And, yeah, he has an I eclipse. I him on the ground. Yeah. He's like, bro, like I've flown with him and um, he's just like, you know, I'm super safe. Da, 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 but I feel like he takes risks. And it's like weather is up into interpretation, right? Yeah, weather is a phenomenon that's so it's dangerous, like, can be dangerous. Because it's like, who's to say what's, it's up to you to decide if you're flying or not. Correct. Right? So I know, like, my boy takes mad risks, mm -hmm. and, like, he drives really fast. I've seen him do, like, crazy-ass shit. He's an adrenaline junkie. Right. So, like, he says, like, he doesn't fuck around with flying, but I'm always like, well, he's just someone who I would think would be like, no, nah, it's straight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like, I'm just scared that, like, he might be like, 
he's really good at like time crunching. So like whenever yeah. he does something, it's always on a time crunch. Yeah, there's so no I'm rushing. always like, there's no rushing in aviation. Yes, and like you know, I know he's a good pilot, and yeah. I, you know, he obviously is if he's a jet pilot. I see his videos, dude. He's got cool videos. So it's like uh, part of me is like scared that like you know it's up to a human interpretation if they're gonna fly or not yeah man you're the pilot in command you're the you're responsible for the safety of the flight mm -hmm. so like i remember like i was weathered out because the check ride is like it's two parts like there's an oral exam like kind of like what we're doing like mm -hmm. he's just quizzing you and like asking questions here he knows the answers to right there's that that's the oral then there's the practice <coughs> you get in the airplane mm -hmm. I remember doing the oral this this is the first time i was like damn i'm gonna be a pilot today and it like took three hours and we walk outside and like bam overcast like 1800 and like rain coming mm -hmm. and he looks up in the sky he's like what do you think pilot in command we're gonna go flying today i was like damn dude if i say yeah let's go flying then i'm a liability because then like i'm putting people's lives in danger i'm like nah i think i think reschedule for another day he's like that's a wise choice because, like, there's a fucking tornado around the corner. But other people might be flying that day. <laughs> other right? people might be flying. Like, there's accident dockets filled with situations like that. Like, people, like, scud running, like, flying too close to weather. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I mean, you could you could jeopardize the structural integrity of the aircraft if you're flying in, like, in, like a cloud that's got, like, a lot of... Uh, energy like a like a thunderstorm you don't want to fly near thunderstorms let mm -hmm. alone in like a thunderstorm cloud and a wing could pop off uh, you know so weather is you the ever felt part. like being jet certified yeah dude that's like a thing that i've been like kicking around lately like i want to just grind how much out. harder in time is it how many it's hours just like you 100, need to be like a it's jet just like a hundred grand from now type of thing and time it's money yeah, it's it's time and money. Wow. I mean, it's like how much it costs a hundred grand to be a jet pilot. Well, I mean, think about it. You got you got ratings to go. Like, I'm a private right. pilot, right? I can mm -hmm. fly anywhere in the world as long as I stay out of clouds, day or night, doesn't matter. If I get my instrument rating, I can then fly to like waypoints, and that like kind of gives you a little bit more freedom. Like, mm -hmm. you can fly like, let's say there's a thin cirrus layer at a thousand. Normally, like, hey, you really can't fly through clouds VFR, but if you file IFR with an instrument rating. You could fly right through the clouds, get on top, and get to your destination. That's like that's another what five grand. Kobe, right? Yeah, they were in uh, they were in IMC instrument meteorological conditions and flew into a mountain. How does that happen? You're you can't see outside, and, and I guess the dude got he must know. have done this flight like a million times. Yeah, they were in and out. They were in like marginal VFR conditions. VFR stands for visual flight rules. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have reference to the ground. So you're not spatially disoriented. And I, I mean, I wasn't there, but like everything I read and all the videos I see on YouTube, like he got spatially disoriented and like put it right into a mountain. Wow. At like 130 knots. Yeah. You ever thought about doing helicopters? Because my boy's training to do that right now too. I mean, that helicopters are sick. I just, they're not for me. I like the fixed wing. Mm -hmm. I like to, I don't know. I got a drone. You know, that's, yeah, that's like the, yeah, same thing. <laughs> that's the <laughs> most helicopter-ish I'll, I'll get. <laughs> But like I started filming flights and like I got yeah. a, I got a YouTube channel Grumman Greaser shout out Grumman Greaser mm -hmm. just video on my flights so I can like watch them later and and like just trying to be like a better and more proficient safer pilot by the day I went flying today mm -hmm. you know took my friend and his and you girl rent out. a plane yeah I rent like a couple of planes every time you go or you have different I've been ones? flying this like one plane for consistently but you for, rent like, it every time you go or yeah, it's like you have it. pay it monthly no nah, I rent <clears> it I pay by the hour okay yeah it's like a hundred and ten an hour. Gotcha. And then you pay for fuel. That's pretty dope. Yeah, dude. It's it's a freedom, dude. It's probably my greatest accomplishment. That's dope. To go back to your question. Being clean. That mm -hmm. was probably my greatest accomplishment. Besides staying clean. Yeah. And getting my mom's respect back. What's up with you and your mom now? Um, we've had our ups and downs, but right now we're good. Yeah. Yeah, we're good, man. She's uh we FaceTime. Mm -hmm. She figured that out. So she FaceTimes <laughs> me and like she can't figure out how to hang up though. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> she'll be like, all right, honey, bye-bye. And then she'll, like, take a live photo. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, it's the red X, yo. Oh, man. But she's retired, bro. She's bored. She's 38 years as a, like, PO. A PO. Yeah, wow. Parole PO officer. years, wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, let me ask you. I try to ask everyone this because I like hearing people's feedback. Why do you think some people stay clean and some people don't? I mean, dude, I don't know. I mean... I'll say this to answer it. Like, I'll be at, like, a Thanksgiving dinner. I'll be looking across the, the way, and, like, I'll see my uncle with, like, a Bex, and it looks frosty. Wow. And I'll be like, damn, imagine a Bex and a Blunt. But I'll, like, play the tape through. I'm like, dude, I'm a junkie, bro. Weed's boring. Alcohol mm -hmm. sucks. I'll be like, all right, nah. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, I went to treatment. Like, I did all these things. And, For like, me, it's the free used... crack pipes right now. Bro, <laughs> Joey, we don't. We got <laughs> the pipes. We need the crack, dude. That was so funny. <laughs> Uh, by the way, yeah, yeah he, uh, on your TikTok, that was so funny. Yeah, bro. I don't know, man. Like, some people just, maybe they're not ready. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to answer that. Just for today, like, I want to stay clean more. I want to get high, though. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to use, bro. It would be cool to, like, nod out with no, no consequences. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I got a couple bucks in the bank now. Like, I can afford Sometimes I feel like um, when you've been clean for so long and, like, you use, it might not even feel good because it's, like, such a drastic thing. Because when you're using... It's like a slow progression to get to that point. Yeah. So I feel like now it'd be like being cold and then jumping into like a super hot bathtub. It would be like too much, you know? Like, yeah. but I mean, people relapse all the time and they normally slip into it though. You know, it's like a slow thing. I mean, dude, for me, I know I like put down the step work for a while. Mm -hmm. Like I need to get back in. I'm coming back to South Florida. Been living in Melbourne. That was like a whole mess. Oh, you were living there? That's why I went to military school. Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, oh, so you flew at the airport there? Yeah, I flew there. That's, That's the airport you're talking crazy about? Is that? Bro, yeah. I, I flew, I, I kept, I took my wow. boy's plane up there for a while and I had Yeah, it. bro, there was people in military school that had a pilot's license but didn't have a driver's license. Yeah. That oh. was crazy. Yeah, because you could solo at 16, but yeah. you can't drive until 17 or something. Yeah, I think you could solo at 15, oh, okay. and you can't drive a car till 16. Yeah, yeah, that's the hit. Yeah. That's the hit. Funny. So it was pretty funny that there was people there that could fly planes, but they can't drive a car. That is insane, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm coming back, bro. I'm, I'm diving. I talked to Griggy. Like, I'm going to be going to his house, hanging out. Nice. Like, I'm trying to get a place around here. So it's going to be good. Wow. So you're not living here now? No, nah, I'm, I'm living up in Melbourne. You didn't drive all the way here. Did you? I drove here because... Uh, Did you happen to be here? You didn't drive here for the podcast? No, no. Like, this morning I came down here. I oh, took okay. my boy and his girlfriend. Okay, cool. And then I uh, went, to, went to dinner with Chicky. Yeah, but we should Frank. go to the gun range and then go to the fucking... We could shoot guns out the window, right? Of the plane? <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, like, we went to a uh, Thai meal around the way uh -huh. in Sunrise. I offered uh, Chicky 50 grand to eat a piece of chicken. He won't give up his V-date. Really? Yeah, he's vegan as hell right now. Super vegan, huh? Yeah, he's been vegan for like three years. Shout out Chicky. Yeah, shout out Chicky. Yeah, his podcast was fire. Yeah, dude. I what only listen. I want great. the video version though. I don't think we were doing video then. I, you weren't, bro. You gotta bring him back. I know, I should. He's the man, bro. Yeah. I was thinking about having like a whole Middle River entourage up here. Mm-hmm. What was Rob Harry like? Went back then. <laughs> He was crazy, bro. Bro, he was off. Let me tell you something. When I saw that he bought a house, I was like, Dude, wow. he's doing big things right now. He's so, he's the fucking man, he bro. He is the man. He was off the fucking chain, bro. Yeah. I remember just seeing him at meetings, and he was clean. And just, like, his whole demeanor of, like, fuck this whole shit was, like, yeah. Most people can hold it together <laughs> yeah, dude. at a meeting, you know? Yeah. He was just like, nah, fuck that. That's fucking whack. Oh, he didn't give a shit. He, he's got a garden now, dude. He's a gardener, bro. What? He's got tomatoes in his backyard. Really? He can't even walk. He might hit a squash. Oh, my it's God. Like, it's overcrowded back there. Yeah, he was the bath salt bandit. Bath salt. He pulled a cop over one time on bath salt. 
<laughs> he what? Like, dude, this is what he told me. He pulled the car. He's like beeping like a clown. Dun, 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 dun. And the cop pulled over. Cop comes up like, sir, can I help you? And he's like, the, oh, there's Charlie everywhere. Duck. And he's like, the cop leans in his window and goes, sir, are you smoking crack? And like Rob Harry's like, he cleaned up real quick. He's like, nah, man, I'm just off my meds. Wow. <laughs> he's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I love Rob Harry, dude. Yeah, one of my best I'd love to have him on the show. Yeah, he's he'd be a good he'd be a good one. Man, yeah, I just love seeing people get clean. It's like my favorite thing to just see people go like from like shooting heroin to vegan. Yeah, how does that happen, dude? No, I just interviewed my boy, and he was like the worst heroin addict. He used to like post all these videos on social media, and he became vegan. And then he was like going to slaughterhouses and protesting. It's like, dude, I thought I'd never stay clean. Yeah, I didn't stay clean a day out of treatment, dude. As soon as I got home, every time I would, be, I would have weed in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And like the the cunning part of it was like, my mom's like, "You better keep it just to weed, right?" So I was like riding the pigtails on that. I'm like, "Yo, as long as I just yeah. smoke weed, I'm fine." Like, but like I had to identify that I can't use anything mm-hmm. cur- like successfully, bro. Yeah, because once I hit the blunt, like, it gets boring, bro. And at some point, you gotta just take responsibility for your own. Like, bro, I, yeah. I had so much issues with my family being like, "Why can't you drink?" Or like, just yeah. people. It's like, bro, it's not for them to understand. Like, if I was allergic to peanuts, and every time I ate peanuts, I shit myself. Like, I wouldn't be fucking being <laughs> yeah. like, "Well, everyone else said I could eat peanuts." Like, yeah, bro, I'm allergic to peanuts. Not a big deal, dude. I came home. I had like nine months, mm-hmm. and I was like super na. And I went to my dad's house, and he's, like, smoking a big baddie. It reeks like weed. He's got a big house, classical cars and shit. And uh, I'm like, yo, man, you know I'm clean and shit now. He's like, I'm like, uh, do you mind, like, you know, not smoking around me? Because like, <laughs> I got nine months clean. He goes, hey, Gary, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay? It's not my fault you turned into a junkie. That's when I knew, like, mm-hmm. the bagpipers weren't coming. Like, the confetti wasn't coming. Yeah. Because I got clean. I just knew, like, I had to just, like, stay clean just for today for, like, me. Yeah, there's that saying. Nobody that, gives uh, a fuck. Drug addicts are the only people who won an award for running outside of a burning building. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, hey, well, I appreciate you coming on the show. I love you yeah, very man. much. Totally to down to go to the gun range and then we'll go flying. Yeah. I would love to fly again. Let's go. I'll let you do the takeoff. I've like always wanted to like get my pilot's license, but I'm just like, man, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, bro. It's right in your reach, though. Yeah. All right. Hey, I love you, bro. Thank love you. Love you, bro, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This show is not affiliated with any specific 12-step program. If you or a loved one is struggling with an addiction, please find a local 12-step meeting. If you believe you may need detox or drug treatment of any kind, please call 833-999-1877 to speak to a specialist. This show is sponsored by United Recovery Project, a state-of-the-art drug and alcohol rehab facility. You can visit our website at unitedrecoveryproject.com.